Welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I am your host, McCarter. Super excited to have my friend Austin Carlisle here. Hello, everyone. My name is Austin Carlisle. I'm excited to be here. Woo! Looking forward to chatting it up with you a little bit. Yes, and we he brought some of his flour from High Country Healing. It is so good. Yeah. I, I already smoked some of it when I toured your grow. Like, what was that, like a month or two ago now? Yeah, I think it was about a month ago. So our mutual friend, Sharka. Um, that's some Cheetos. It's beautiful. Cheetos, one of the the snack pack strains, as we would call them. You know, you got everyone loves that names. snacks. The snacks. Yeah, you got the, all the fun. You know, you got Funyuns, Cheetos, candy milk runs. Everyone kind of like has a little fun with it. So we uh, so put pretty. together a little like snack pack, kind of get a little creative behind it. You got the Funyuns, Cheetos, runs. You it's know, so, so smart. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Awesome. Can you tell me, like, just start out by telling us, like, what you do with the grow and how you started, like, started with it? And yeah, so um, it's been 11 years now since I've been in the industry. And that's a minute. I, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's crazy to think back. I mean, time flies. And, you know, my intention, I grew up in Iowa and my intention moving out to Colorado was not cannabis, it was snowboarding. I love snowboarding. So I was living in, um, Summit County, just down the street from Keystone with a group of friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, didn't know really anything about the cannabis industry, was obviously a consumer and, you know, breaking into the world of medical cannabis and having a friend that would go down with his red card. Wait, are you from Colorado? I'm from Iowa originally. Oh, that's right. Okay. So we're both Midwesterners. (laughs) So made our way out here. Um, And three years after living out here, you know, I'd definitely been into doing some cannabis stuff like, you know, getting some weed and selling it to friends and sure. kind, of, kind of behind the business, the black market business of it a little bit. But um, I had a friend who started working at High Country Healing and I had to move away that I had to move back home that summer to have knee surgery. Um, I tore my ACL and he basically was living on my couch this snow season before and he had reached out to me saying that there's a potential opportunity to get into the grow. Um, he was trimming at the time and Kind of long story short, he he got me into into the into the industry there. Um, I was working as kind of a gopher because he was a he was like, the, Wait, what's a, a gopher? Man. A gopher is <laughs> in, in like in kind of more of the the handyman industry and like uh, contractor industry. A gopher, the term is like go for this, go for that. You know, like oh. you, you don't really have you know like go for go go get some clean pots, go you know clean the dirty pots, clean the. Grow I love rooms. that. Um, so I was kind of a gopher. <laughs> I wasn't trimming. I wasn't in the grow. But But that's how you started out. Yeah. And um, at the time, it was just my buddy who was kind of a grow hand to the head grower of the the facility. And he, uh, the the head grower pretty much just kind of like kept me out of sight, out of mind all the time. Never really talked to me, never engaged with me. Um, And I definitely was intrigued in learning more and was getting into these rooms with the plants as I kind of a month or two went in. I wasn't just cleaning. Um, so it was really cool. I was definitely starting to feel the kinetic energy of the facility and and the plants being the main energy source. And I would say I was kind of spiritual at this time in my life with just believing in that kind of positivity energy. And so I just saw saw an opportunity there and I worked really hard at, uh, just presenting myself and, and my curiosity and my observation to the point where three years later, um, the grower, the head grower and I were best friends. Um, he had taught nice. me everything he had, you know, he had known and growing for his 14 years. He so was you much, like worked your way in for yep, sure. And yep. like to the point where I was, I was for uh, year, year four of working for high country healing. 
I was um, running the grow by myself, basically. So, Damn, uh, look at you. Yeah, so it was really fun just to like... Working your way up just quick. Just work my way up, and it wasn't my intention. I just saw an opportunity, and I was really um, I was really just uh, excited to uh, find something that I had never... I had no prior knowledge to, and yeah. just like kind of jumping on. And, and um, do you think you were drawn to the plant, like you were saying, like because of... You've kind of felt this like spiritual pull to I, it. I was, I was, uh, I just felt my own happiness and my own passion for the plant, like growing. Yeah. Um, I just, it was just peaceful and energy. And um, I, I am an extrovert at heart, but like being in the plant, being in the garden alone with the plants, you still feel like you, you know, you're not alone yeah. in the sense. And surrounded um, by some badass babes. Exactly. A bunch of beautiful plants <laughs> and just learning about the plant, how beautiful it is. And, um, it's life cycle and how vigorous it is and how hardy and strong it is and resilient. Yeah. Um, I think I just learned a lot from the plant and, and just really felt passionate about growing quality cannabis, which was what my mentor had taught me. And that's what he was about. So, hell yeah. Um, and just the experimentation side of it, it's, it's science. So yeah, it's just, we were just talking about genetics mm-hmm. before this too. Yep. Like, do you want to, sorry, keep going on your yeah. journey or talk about what you're well, we could project. pivot. We could pivot quick. So, I mean, bit, long story short, um, this was all in Silverthorne in Summit County, up kind in of, the mountains. Yep, up in the mountains. We're in the front range now. Yep, <laughs> we're down in Denver, and I, you know, I, I think the 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 mountains have a different community and culture about them, and I was kind of burned out on that. There was, you know, it was, it's very small, and I was kind of, you know, developing into this kind of young business professional and like learning the business as well as the yeah. cultivation. And I kind of hit a hit a dead end there, and I was ready to um, experience, you know, you know, late twenties. Wanted to meet people in the industry, sure, as well as just build a, a community of friendship, like new community of friendships. Um, yeah. So I moved to the city, and I was commuting to Silverthorne three days a week, still running the no grow. No way. Uh huh. And which, that's like an hour and a half. It's like an hour, drive? but you know, I seventy traffic for oh. those of you that are in Colorado can be a I nightmare. Could, I could never. Um, so, <laughs> that's like a commitment. Yeah. So I was at and I was at a dead end, and I was doing some consulting in other gardens. Um, but I my intention was to like hopefully find a grow that was for sale, and the my business partner. Um, who was the GM of our retail store was kind of at the same place, but he was still living um, in Silverthorne. So he and I kind of started to look at these grow facilities that were on the market, and we ended up acquiring one two and a half years ago and nice. starting. Uh, so it's m- myself and him, and then our third partner is the guy who actually started High Country Healing. Cool. Um, so you kind of like opened another facility with them? Yep. So we basically built another arm to the business um, to vertically integrate our flower through our retail stores, which we have one in Silverthorne, one in Vail, and one in Alma. Oh, cool. Um, so before they didn't have any grow operations? So besides the one in Silverthorne, which oh, is a small grow, one. it's, okay. you know, it's... Yeah. Wait, yeah, you said that. You were running that one. <laughs> yeah. Two, it's like 2,000 square feet. So it can okay. only really produce like 600 pounds a year. And how um, much are you producing out of the years in like Denver? Like just shy of 3,000, like 2,800 pounds. Whoa. So we're able to um, so supply our like stores. So more than like tripled the size. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we're able to supply our stores and also dip our toes into the wholesale market and get nice. creative and kind of helped, you know, our intention was to help push the brand, bring it to the front range and see what we could do with high country healing in the front range. Um, yeah. And we actually, back to the genetic subject, because of the grow in Silverthorne was so much smaller. We saw an opportunity to turn that into our genetics company, um, which we did just over a year ago. And we've been, you know, taking male plants and 
creating these new genetics. Um, I think our mission at hand is to bring some of the old school genetics back into the game. Which so one specifically? Just uh, well, we have we have Durban Poison. We have some blue. We have a Blue Dream cut. We have nice. Golden Goat. Um, those we've always kind of had those as females in our in our in our strain list. But we did get our hands on some sour, like some original sour diesel seeds, Northern Lights, um, some Afghani crosses, um, so some Granddaddy cool. Perps. So wow. we've been trying to kind of reinvigorate some of our older strains with. With these, newer, I feel like people ones. want that now. All of a sudden, I've been hearing more like chatter from people of like, "Oh, everything's like blown out these days." Like, I want like an original strain. Right. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, and everything's indica hybrid because of how right. everything has been crossed. Everything's and a hybrid these the days, hybrid. right? So it's <laughs> a, you have these exotic genetics that people have created, but they're just breeding them back into exotic genetics. And so then you're not really getting these these staple terpene profiles and sativa dominant strains like with Durban Poison and some of these sour diesel. You're kind of just taking a runts and you're crossing it with a bunch of different gelato crosses that Cookies came out with. And these, I mean, don't get me wrong, these breeders are wonderful. They've come up with really cool, yeah, cool names, cool ways to market, and fabulous genetics. Like some of these exotic genetics are really. I mean, we're looking at them right now. Um, right, they're beautiful. Like look yeah. at these like orange hairs and, yeah, and like the color and this turf. The definition and, of like the flower. Yeah. Wow. So, but you know, I think our goal is to try and take some of our older genetics. Like we have a summit sweet skunk that. The guy, my mentor who taught me how to grow, he found a seed in a bag on his one of his old operations back in the day, and it was a skunk S one. Wow, um, that's so crazy! Came it's up just with like this, found a seed, yeah, and it came up with this beautiful strain, and we ended wow. up calling it somewhat sweet skunk, which has become our staple with high country hitting, like our in house strain. That's um, good branding, yeah, in my opinion, and, and and that and that's kind of the goal with the whole genetics project. Furthermore, is to you know, kind of get creative with our staple strains like uh, Grape yeah. uh, Ape and Summit Sweet Skunk. We have to train wreck and yeah. be able to have fun with them and cross them into each other. And, uh, you know, still creating this exotic genetic, but also it's got a little bit more of a storyline totally. back into like the 70s and some of these land yeah. strains. So That's yeah. so cool. So do you see with the newer genetics that, like you were saying, like they're not, they're very like unstable or they're not very stable? <laughs> I I have seen this problem. Um, we've done some licensing deals with a couple co- a company or two where they've get sent us like they've given us they genetics. Perf- they're like use these genetics that they've bred on, and I've had some serious problems with losing Q- quality control. Um, a lot of flower because um, they they're not stable. They you know they shoot out hermaphrodites in week three of flower wow. and pollinate a room, and then I have a seed a bunch of seeded product that I can't get rid of. Um, which is frustrating, but it, yeah. And can you talk about a little bit more, like how that impacts you on like a business standpoint? Yeah. So, you know, you go through, we have a quality control standard operating procedure where we go through all of our, um, all of our flower prior to both harvest and post harvest to make sure, you know, that we didn't miss anything if powdery mildew made its way into the room, which is anyone in the industry knows that that's kind of like, it's, it's a, it's a very big pathogen that makes its way into these plants and it's systemic and it's hard to get rid of. Um, and it's dangerous, you know, to be smoked if it makes its way into the flower, just really yeah. on the planet at all. It's, it's, you it's, don't want that in you, your body. You do not, you do not want <laughs> that. So we go through QC, um, for both pre pre harvest and post production. And, you know, when we, we, we try to account for about 5% QC and every harvest just to be conservative saying Which that. Which means like you'll lose 5%. 5% of that okay. total harvest. And sometimes it's just 
uh, larfy or bud that we can't sell as top shelf. So it just has to get pushed into shake and trim and okay. um, sold or, you know. So pop. sometimes you're able to like reuse it. Correct. But sometimes but not. Seated product. So if you have, you know, if you have a, a 60 light room and you have 12 different genetics growing in that room and then you have, you know, say you have like uh, an E85 strain that shoots out, starts shooting out male characteristics, male traits, which we refer to as hermaphrodites. It shoots out a little like banana sack of pollen mm-hmm. and that gets carried up. And, and these pollen are very, such small micron level. Oh, um, it's like impossible like to stop it from like getting to the Yeah, so it, it spreads throughout everything and then it pollinates the rest of the female plants in the room. And, and then, then that have, makes them all produce seeds, mm-hmm. right? So then you have oh, seeds God. in all your products. <laughs> That's and, terrible. You know, as you as everyone knows, you don't really want seeded product. Like if you look at it optimistically and say, oh, I found some re- – this could be a really good seed. I'm a grower at home. I'm going to plant the seed. You could really find some cool winners in that product. But no one wants to buy a bunch of – break open a bud and have 10 seeds pop out. Right. So that case – Because then it's like less flour technically. Correct. Yep. And so we either have to trash it or we have to find a way to sell it at a way lower cost than what we what cost us to produce it, um, which is, you know, so you could, if you lose a whole room at, you're now you're talking 50% maybe quality of wow. control loss. Um, and that, that's pretty, that's a big hit from a business standpoint, you know, like especially. Like how much money is that losing roughly? <laughs> so we're usually doing, you know, a hundred pounds out of one of those rooms. So let's say you lose 50 pounds of top shelf. Let's say you're selling those pounds for just make it easy a thousand dollars. That's fifty thousand dollars, which is 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 huge. <laughs> oh my um, god! You know, and I, that's something that's that I could. That's a lot of money. There's a misconception in in the cannabis industry that everyone's making a lot of money. Um, and yeah. to be honest with you, I wish that was the case. <laughs> and it, I, a lot of people don't see the back end of running these these grow facilities. Yeah, it's it takes a lot of money. Our energy bills and. There's a lot of there's a lot of problem solving, and it's such a yeah. new industry that there's no standard on what the price should be on the wholesale market. So we're at the mercy of what dispensaries and what the market wants to do. So on, on what we can sell it for, even if it is some of the top quality in the state that we, you know, but we try to achieve. We're at the mercy of what people want to pay based on what other people are selling their weed at. Um, sure. So it's and, tough. It's a tough game. The wholesale game is definitely oh, tough. All right. Yes, I can only imagine. Yeah. And I think you said when I was uh, touring your grow that your electricity bill is something crazy, like 20 grand or something it, a month. Yeah, our Excel bill alone is anywhere between twenty and $25,000. Oh, my God. So, and, <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're working with um, Excel and a couple different companies that actually will write rebates for implementing LEDs, like so switching yeah, out double-ended HPS 1,000-watt bulbs with um, LED fixtures. And they will rebate you back roughly sixty percent of that cost. So let's say it costs you know, oh that's a lot dollars. Um, but you still need the original investment of let's it could cost roughly two hundred thousand dollars to outfit your whole facility in these lights if you have three hundred flowering Sheesh. lights. So you still need that initial investment, and then um, also LEDs are just they they kind of produce a different environment for the plant to grow in. Uh, they change yeah. other variables such as they don't produce as much heat off the filament. So you don't burn off as much humidity. So then you have to like, you have to bring in some different engineering um, perspectives on de- adding more dehumidification to the room, less cooling, oh, more heat. I didn't so, even think about so that. So you have to look at your whole infrastructure and engineering on wow. what these bulbs are doing. They're way more efficient, but in doing that and doing so, they also, um, they, you know, they're, they're, there's other 
catalyst to what they do for the actual plant and the environment the plants grow in. So, so which do you prefer? I, well, I guess like from a growing standpoint and a business standpoint, like do you prefer LEDs or what were the regular like conventional? Uh, uh, just your double-ended high-pressure sodium, 1,000-watt bulbs. Are most, yeah. most people, that's kind of a staple for the industry on what they're flowering under. Um, it, in an ideal world and kind of what I'm working towards is I'm – looking to do more of a checkerboarding is what we call it. So like some a, of both. Yeah. So like a 30 light room would have 15 <laughs> uh, HPS bulbs, 15 LEDs. So then I don't lose the Smart. heat and I still get the, the You're spectrum. a thinker. Yeah. I'd like to think so. So we, <laughs> that's kind of what we're working on right now is doing some checkerboarding in these rooms so that we can still utilize the heat from the HPS bulbs to burn off some of the humidity that the plants are transpiring. Um, so yeah, that's that's the direction we're going, and we can still, in, in doing so, we can still cut our um, Excel bill by fifty percent because we're basically just going to replace fifty percent of our lights for the LEDs. So that's super smart. Would you ever consider getting like solar panels? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's that's where the industry is going, and how how quick it is innovating, and all these new products that are coming yeah. out. That's that would be amazing if you could be like fully. Yeah. And especially Solar. living in Denver, where you know we see so much sunshine. Over what three hundred days of sunshine yeah. I mean, is take pride the in slogan. That. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> I don't know about this so far this year. It's been pretty cloudy. It has been. It's been we've had not more cloudy a great days. winter. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking for look forward to warmer weather. But with warmer Same. weather comes heat inside the garden. So like it's oh, just yeah. So then you have to air condition. Yep. So now we're switching over to cooling. Um, which basically, you know, oh we gosh. just have to all of our maintenance. All the things on all, to think all, about. Yeah, all the maintenance on all of our HVAC system, uh, the, our whole HVAC system, I should say. So basically, we just every spring I have in my calendar to get our HVAC company out and start to clean the coils and do a whole check through all the Freon lines to make wow. sure that all the condensers that are located on the roof are ready to cool the keep up with the cooling. You know, from a ninety degree day in July. Yeah. Um, so, and we, we, thankfully our facility does have enough cooling to overcome that. But I always say in, in the cultivation world, the art of surprise is always alive. And if something's not wrong, something's not right. Like there's all, you always walking into yes. something like one unit, you have to replace two units go down at the same time. Now you're starting to have issues oh with gosh. keeping up with cooling that room. And you don't want your room to really, ideally you don't want your room to exceed 83 degrees, but that you can get by. But once you start pushing close to 90, now you're adding extra stress to the plant, um, which could call cause the plant to become unstable because it's just stress points um, kind of get into an extreme point. So could it hermaphrodite again mm -hmm. from that? Yep. It, yep. You could cause, I mean, a stable Damn. female to just, or you lose some, uh, you could lose some THC, like heat oh, after a certain sure. steady degree, um, height of temperature, like you start to lose some quality just in general, terpenes. Um, your, your potency, the plant health, the yeah. plants are going to drink a little bit more. So it's just, it's kind of like this snowball effect, you know, when you start to wow. deal with these climate issues. Um, so it's always, oh, it's, my gosh, it's, it's literally like a million and one things to think about. It, 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 <laughs> it, it's a lot that goes into the cultivation side of things. Um, and it, it keeps you on your toes and that I'm very grateful for that because it's, it definitely allows me to multitask and to be able to. Um, you, I eventually have to had to have learned to like start delegating. I was hard. It's hard for me to do that from a manager role. Sure. Um, to trust other people to like take over and like, and, like be, get it so done can, properly, so I could focus on other <laughs> things. But 
um, you know, I've got a good team of great people and super thankful for all each and one of them. And I try to, you know, we, in, in our meetings, we talk about becoming intentional, grow, like growers and gardeners, not just, I don't want them to feel like they're just laborers, yeah. like they're just in there to do hard, the hard labor. Cause it is laborious, you know, cleaning rooms, pruning plants, transplanting, sure. yeah. moving plants. I'm sure um, you're like sweating. Like, yeah, it can't. Yeah. I mean, it's, our rooms are 78 to 80 degrees most of the time and 50% humidity. So some days that's a blessing, but it's also, you know, you're working, you're doing, you're kind of doing hard work in those rooms. So, uh, but I just want my team to feel like what they're doing is they're also like what I, back to earlier in our conversation, receiving that energy and feeling yeah. good about what they're doing, knowing that the plant yeah. is thankful for it too. So, and I find it very healing to work with the, like I do a little mm-hmm. summer grow situate yeah. outdoors yeah um and it'll be like my fifth year doing it this year nice. actually i need to pop seeds i have it i'm seeds a little germinating yeah i'm a little late to the game because i'm going to florida soon with my family anyway nice. yeah <laughs> but i'm always yeah like oh my god i forgot what i was saying yeah the outdoor grow is uh <laughs> so you just do it in your backyard yeah just awesome. in the backyard awesome. i have some friends <laughs> who do that too like they'll start you start it indoors yeah, and then you know if you plant it, I've I've done some outdoor growing and some consulting up in the mountains, and you know yes. you, as long as you you like to get it in like second week of July, first week of July, get it in the in the ground. That's like the prime season for like how long the days really? are. Okay, so then that's you good can harvest know. by you know early October. That's good. Late to know. September. Oh, I remember what I was saying. It's just like very like therapeutic. Like it is working with the plants. Yeah. So I feel like that would also be you know a benefit mm-hmm. to w- working in that. Yeah, it's definitely if you're in the grow. It's something I uh I talk to my employees about all the time. Like I want you to be able to come here and feel comfortable and at peace and like you can, you know, we're all dealing with stuff outside of here. Yeah. Um life isn't life's tough, but these plants are, you know, they're there for you. They're, it is therapeutic and it's humbling and you know, sometimes you got to take a step back and realize how find gratitude. It's very yes. grounding. So and that we're like very blessed to yeah. be in this industry since people are still Yeah, it's still so you know, new. Yeah. It's still so and new. And it's still illegal in a lot of places, yeah. which is so incredibly sad to me. Yeah, it's when it is medicine, in my opinion. Yeah, especially with the people who are, you know, doing time for like a misdemeanor cannabis or marijuana charge it's it's really yeah. sad and um i know there's some great organizations out there that are pushing back on that and definitely want to totally i want to try to get involved in some of that as my career continues to build yeah do you guys work with any of the like there's i know there's like last prisoner project reef we, reform and yeah there's a California. couple of those ones out in the west on the western well in the west coast primarily but um one of my colleagues has been working with those and he's kind of whenever you guys are ready to like kind of kind find a way to help contribute in Colorado. We'd love yeah. to. Um, the big thing that we've always done is we uh, we allocate a certain amount of our canopy towards CBD plants. Um, so like we have a okay. we have a Harley Sue by um, ACDC cross that grows like a 30 to one when processed into oil. It, it's oh, like okay. 30 to one. So it's like under 2% THC right around. Oh, and like so 30. what are they, what do you use that for? So we process it into oil, which is already decarboxylated. So that, oh. and we just donate it. So people come into our stores all the time asking for CBD That's for nice. leukemia, epilepsy, um, yeah, all of the, all of the things that it can help. I mean, inflammation, so much good stuff, sleep. So and, what do they need to do in order to like get get that free product so they just um 
they can call their store and make sure we usually have stock, plenty of stock of it. We have a two to one as well. So I grow Nina's web, which is a Charlotte's web cross with Nina Lamone. And so that usually as dry flower, it comes out at 14% CBD and roughly about 8% THC. So it's like a pretty true two to one. I was going to say two to one is mm-hmm. my favorite ratio it's <laughs> it's great honestly like i was telling you before we started i don't smoke that much i like to keep my tolerance low i use hence I, why i'm smoking right now and yeah, you have I, it. I have a little joy i'm gonna light this up here in a bit it's okay no uh, like people don't we don't have to consume um, like no i i really do love to smoke and if, you know from where i'm at in my in my business career in general um i like to keep my tolerance low especially with the with the genetics company it's smart so i can i can smart. truly you know feel with intent like this is how this makes me feel and then when it comes to making names for these genetics or like where how, how we want to utilize them in our business um we can it gives me a better sense of direction on where to take it and yeah and especially how to get creative when, with it so yeah cuz you can like understand like what the effects of the plant by just like trying a very small yep. just amount. <laughs> I mean, honestly, one hit. I me. wish I I wish I could do that. Like one hit off a pipe for me, and I'm and I'm. I know I feel bad. I didn't have any pipes. Oh, that's okay. I love you. joints too. Joints okay. are my cleaning, my cleaning smoke. Oh accessory. yes, I love to like just like roll a little joint and um. Just I just picture the house. you like with a mop and yep, like just vacuuming some yeah. music in the background. Yeah. Um. It's my favorite, honestly. I love that. Uh, with like a white t-shirt and like the white socks on, <laughs> like that around. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sliding around the house. Yeah. I love vacuuming too. So you put a little oh, you put a joint behind me. Oh my God. Wife you up. Like, wow. Get, get Do you cook? There. Get me in there. I'm working on cooking a little bit more these days too. Like we said when we talked prior to starting, health and wellness. Um, nice. So yeah. Yeah, I, we're both getting into running again. Yep. So do you smoke before you run? Because I have to like it gets me motivated to someone told me this. I was actually I was talking before. to my buddy two days ago and he's like, I love to smoke and go to CrossFit or go running. Yes. And I'm it I'm, really I'm hypes out. me up. Like it gets me motivated. Um I don't know what I, it is. Maybe I'll try it this afternoon when I go run I'll try it out because I, I, I also play hockey, and occasionally I'll smoke and play hockey because it's like I just okay. do it for fun. I'm not like it's the not guys I'm playing serious. with are super serious. They're pretty serious about oh. it. But I'm usually just out there just having a good time. So sometimes I'll smoke and I'm giggling a little bit. Um, but I'll try the running. But is it dangerous, though, if you like – what if you like – It, know, it like could be. Run into it, someone. It's it's not like I'm pl- I'm not really playing in like a super aggressive league. Thankfully. Okay. So it's pretty – it's pretty – skill levels moderate. Um Okay, but um, but running, I definitely want to try that out because I do, I do love snowboarding. Like I we, we said earlier. Oh yeah, um, and I love yeah. When I ski, I have to be. I love breaking off into the smoking, trees. Smoking, yeah. Finding that quiet moment, looking around, just smoking a joint. Like that's nice. it's awesome, and you know, you yeah. get your headphones in and get in the flow. Um, I flow state, flow state on the mountain. <laughs> we love a good flow state. So that's 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 definitely another time where I will nice. So you do smoke. like use it when like exercising, kind of already. Yeah, yeah kind of. Okay. Um, like I, I really try to use it intentionally. Sometimes yeah. I, I'm not an anxious person, and sometimes when I do smoke, um, I I will feel a little sense of increased heart rate that brings on maybe a feeling of anxiety for me. But mm-hmm. I think that's just like probably things that I'm procrastinating, like oh. uh, paying my Excel bill, my you know, like the weirdest things that I procrastinate about. Yeah. Sometimes when I get high, they'll like come at me, and I have to like, okay, yes, you know, that is so true. So, mm-hmm. well, I am a very anxious person, but for some reason, like I don't know, weed is almost like 
coffee to me. Like yeah. it gets me like it gets me going. I don't know. That's awesome. Like though. I've talked to my therapist and she's like, no one else that I've ever met like uses cannabis how you use it. That's awesome. I mean, that's great to hear because that's kind of my intent with it too. It's like with the cleaning thing. And sometimes I'll, like on uh, Thursday, I met with a friend to go over some new phenos. Like I was telling you about it with the project that we're coming, we're hopefully going to launch this summer. And uh, we both took a hit off each pheno and I left there. I ended up taking a walk because I was like, I can't. I'm not driving right now. Like I'm way too impaired. Like yes. I was, and so don't I, smoke and drive, yeah, people. Do not do that. Do not do that. Um, it's not good. And so I took a nice walk, got a coffee, went home, and uh, I was just boom, getting after it, nice. finishing laundry, doing yeah. work projects, cleaning my. Like, it I was gets just me going. Good. So that's I love to hear that because that's kind of how I like to try to use it too. Yeah. Um. If it's not it, if it's not in that form, it's definitely the inverse, which is to relax and kind of check yes. out a little bit and to um also get creative. I love. I've been trying to push yeah. myself to get more creative a little differently rather than plants, and try to find out different ways to get creative with the plant or just like behind the scenes and just showing people into the grow world and into these gardens and try to find a way to like um, pivot that into this new brand that we're kind of, we're working on launching out. So yeah. yeah, Can you talk about that at all? Yeah, I can. (laughs) I I can. Um, We're just working on the whole branding concept right now. Like we have, we have the name developed, which is Parallax Farms. Um, so I'm pretty stoked on the name. I, my, I keep throwing the shaka. <laughs> Someone uh, did it to me this morning at brunch, so now I just keep doing it. I do it on text all the time. <laughs> little emoji guy, this guy. Yeah, I love it. Um, so yeah, we're my my business partner actually came up with that name after like a little bit of a think tank. We had a couple, and he came up with that. And um, yeah, we're excited. I'm actually working with a close friend who is um a graphic designer and does branding, and we're working cool. on coming up with this like whole branding package and. So I kind of put that out there. And the only reason we're doing that is because we just had some um, – it was hard to get in our prepackaged eights into stores that wanted our products, but they saw us as competition because we also have retail stores. Oh. So we kind of hit um, – that was, that, was that was a pretty big caveat for us, obviously, wanting to get into these bigger stores. Sure. Um, and then being like, well, you're kind of our competition. So – um, so we're kind of starting – we're starting that on the side to be able to sell a little more prepackaged. And – uh, we love High Country Healing. We're still going to work with our own store and our own partners in that and our, um, be able to do these package aids and supply our stores as High Country Healing. But this is just like a subsidiary brand that will allow my business partner and I to kind of get a little creative in a different way because Denver community is much different than Summit County community. And my yeah. friend plays music. He's kind of a DJ and he like we're, we're, we love music. We love art. We love bringing people together Mm -hmm. in those environments and we're trying to find a way to like mesh our cannabis and our story from the over the last 11 years and kind of just how we've evolved as individuals into a new brand um, of our own. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. That's awesome. So yeah, keep your eyes out and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be out probably, I think we're we're planning to launch in May, start getting some prepackaged, start doing some pop-ups at some dispensaries in Denver. Wait, um, say the name one more time. Parallax Farms. Parallax. I keep just thinking Chillax. (laughs) I like that too. I mean, (laughs) Parallax. we can play off of it. Anything that is. Chillax with Parallax. Boom. There we go. See, this is what I love. This is why I love these these types of conversations. That's so cool. So what advice do you have to someone who's like trying to get in on like the entrepreneurial like business kind of side Mm -hmm. to cannabis? Because like I feel like there's a big like capital hurdle. 
So like, yeah. how did you, I guess, kind of get the capital to, I was, for your, you know, the grow that you opened? Yeah, I was really, uh, really blessed um, with basically, so the guy, Nick, my partner, Nick, who started High Country Healing, he, he's just, he's full of integrity, great guy, great businessman. And he, he really wanted to see us grow and evolve into something of our own as he saw us, you know, get more, grow more passionate. And he gave us free reign for the most part with his retail store in the grow and Silverthorn. Uh, but my business partner, Joe and I to really kind of run these and same with all of our other peers and uh, coworkers to really just like step up and, and show that we wanted to, we wanted to work. We wanted to help his brand and run his store, run his grow, um, and come up with new ideas. So he believed in us. And so we were really blessed to like, you know, find a grow facility, bring it to him. And he, you know, he was like, I believe in you guys and I want this for you. I want this for a brand. I want to continue to let his, he's kind of started his family. He's kind of slowed back a little bit from just working in general and he still is involved, but, Mm -hmm. um, he really gives us free reign on a lot of it. So, I was just really lucky and got getting in early. I think that was yeah, and found a great mentor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found a good mentor. Found um, by my business partner Joe. He's amazing. He's smart from the retail standpoint as well, and we just mesh really well um, with being able to find the balance of like how he sells because he sells all. He's in, in charge of selling all the product, uh, where I'm on the like more of the operational side of growing mm-hmm. it. Um, so you complement each other well. Yeah, exactly. So I'm super grateful for that. I think my advice for people thinking about just trying to get into the industry now is, first of all, the internet. The internet is uh, just a, a wormhole of o- o- open information. YouTube University. Yeah, YouTube, <laughs> podcasts. I encourage podcasts, listening to podcasts, reading books. But bear, 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 bear. Uh, ex- yeah, and this one to be one of them. High-minded podcast with McCarter. Fuck yeah, there uh, it is. Yeah, so, and you'll learn a lot of information from from the community itself. So get out there, put yourself in these, um, these expos like Indo Expo, go to these events uh, and just start talking and finding the community. Yeah. And, (laughs) and, and and start your own experimentation, propagate some seeds in your basement, buy some cheap, you're able to, you're, it's legal. Um, as long as your landlord or if you're renting is okay with it, but you know, start some state, yeah, and state in Colorado, (laughs) check your local laws. There you go. Um, shouldn't be, but I do encourage, even if it's growing tomatoes, Tomatoes and cannabis yes. are pretty parallel in how they like to be fed, and you know what they de- what their demand is um, when it comes to nutrients, light, etc. Sure. So I think just yeah. experimenting in general um, with with growing and getting your hands dirty. There's something humbling about it. There's something that is spiritual about it too. And um, honestly, I think trying to get involved in some of these new states coming on board. So use your information that you're gaining. And if you're in a new state that's coming on board, just get yourself in the community and, you know, just start to go out there. I know the money thing could seem like it's it's impossible to come up with, but if you have faith in yourself and you put yourself around people and you just you show up with integrity and interest and oh good work ethic, you'll be surprised with what what can build off of that. Totally um, agree. So and that's that's just that's kind of where I took it. And I'm just very thankful to this day of how things unfolded. I still have to pinch myself. I, uh, you know, yeah. I toured someone the other day, and they'd never seen a, a garden before, and they they've been in Colorado their whole life almost, what? and um, and they're just blown away by it, and you know, so it's funny. Like I have to pinch myself. Like I, this is my every day. Yeah, and it's so it can be easy to take things for granted after you've been doing it for so long, but uh, you know, when you hit that wall, you just kind of have to remind yourself and find find 
find a way to ground yourself again. And so that's kind of where I'm at with where we're at with the brand is trying to get creative with new approaches and like take my, who I am outside of the garden and find a way to mesh it with who I am inside the garden and get out there and talk to people a little bit more, get involved with the community. So totally. Yeah. Do you guys do any like events or anything or like sponsor events? So because we're in Summit County, we, um, High Country Healing sponsors a handful of snowboarders. Um, obviously snowboarding. (laughs) Another shock. Yeah. Yeah. We know the active, (laughs) the active sports world is taxing on your body. Um, so we are, we're all about, you know, sponsoring snowboarders with, you know, they can come in and get flour or whatever they need. You know, some people are going through surgeries because they, you know, tear their ACL or something. Ugh, so to see we, 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 we kind of, we have a snowboard team. We have an HGH snow page um, that one of my partners oh, runs. That's cool. it's, it's nothing huge, but we, um, we sponsor a group of guys who ride for Burton and a couple other pretty big companies. We sponsor so every cool. year to their, to their snowboard video. So we throw them a certain amount of money to help them travel and fund the making of a snowboard video every year um so we do that we we typically do 420 events at a basin um but they we got kicked out after last year like because we we're you know we we give a, we, we do a raffle we give away joints we grill a bunch of food we right at the beach there yeah you know, like on gaper day yesterday oh. um so just same same concept we wait but you got thrown out yeah they shut us down so so currently wait why what did you do i think it was just because we're <laughs> can't i don't know we're cannabis and but I, didn't they know you were cannabis they before? did i think i think um they were like this time you cross the I line think corp- i think corporate just probably got a little bit involved and they thought and i i, I understand in the sense of maybe they don't want people partaking and then snowboarding or skiing it could they're be like dangerous. it's a liability yeah so i understand especially and, when everyone's already drinking yes so um <laughs> i i get it and uh, to be honest with you we it's, we weren't like selling and nothing was for sale where we were raffling glass a uh, bunch of different pipes and uh, a bunch of gear we have a, a pretty big apparel line uh, that we sell out of our silverthorn store that Dope. we're kind of it's really cool really cool apparel out of there i'll have to get you some next time i'm up there um yeah so we give away Do a bunch you, of is clothes. it online too yes we do yep, you can buy online all plug that the stuff. website yep, highcountryhealing.com <laughs> feel free to visit check us out um uh see what you can see our menu on there as well so uh, but yeah i'm looking to um kind of utilize parallax and mesh with high country healing as well to do some events this summer uh down in the front range in denver based around music we've sponsored some green rooms before for like some artists at mission and um a couple other does that mean you just drop off a shit ton of weed yeah basically (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um so that's always that's always fun just like you know know that you're getting into some of the artist hands and yeah. you know that just brings it back to like the creative realm of when I when I partake with intent and like smoke a joint yeah. and like it gets creative juices flowing. Yes, so. and it makes music sound somehow even better. It sure does. I yeah. love yeah. Definitely. And yeah, I did want to talk about I love how creative and like just beautiful these this labeling. Thank you. Thank you. Is like how did you, I guess, come up with this? It's like an eye with like a mountain yes. inside with a star. Yeah. So I worked with one of my buddies actually on that. Um, he He's a graphic designer, works for an advertising company. And he's like, I want to help you out in the cannabis industry. I want to help you come up with some logos. So he actually, we, I just spitballed a bunch of information like, okay, we're coming from the mountains to the front range. We love the snowflake. That's the that's the base HGH logo, but yes, it's not really fully applicable to Denver awesome. all the time because Denver's not 
based around a snowboard ski and snowboard culture. Mm-hmm. So we still wanted to implement that on the label itself. But we wanted to kind of look at the road that we've traveled to get here. And through the eye, uh, you see the mountain. So that's like our base, you know. But this, kind, so this jar cool. kind of resembles where we are today in the city. I love it. It's like super modern, chic, fresh. Awesome. It's I, not like t- like gender specific in any way. Yeah, and I love I a wish bright I, orange. I wish I had more. I should have brought you because um, basically that's Cheetos. So you can see the color palette oh, is like a Cheetos bag. Yes. So we have uh, like candy milk is like you know we try to like candy mixed with cereal. So it's like a bright bright pastel green and white is the is the background color. So each strain yeah. we we picked twelve strains that we wanted to do pre packed with, and each one each label is the same label but different colors so we do two different colors to kind of awesome. resemble the strain like we have a we have a gary payton cut and so it's like white and and maroon like the miami heat because he was a big miami heat yeah. player but in his early days so um cool so yeah we kind of just try to get creative on that and, that's so cool yeah and i like here i just realized that it has like a diamond for like explore mm-hmm so is that like the strain? So that's like, kind of the idea was with the mountains, right? Um, like you know, a black diamond oh, explore, I like, like that's that. the run. Oh, so so yeah, that was kind so of cool. that was kind of our idea on that. And shout out to my buddy Justin for co- helping me come up with this. He's the creative eye behind that as well, and like I love the this. guy and illustrator helping put all that together. So um, yeah, I, we those turned out really well. We also do pre roll joints, so we have the same concept on um, a one gram joint jar. And we have four different colors. We have blue, gold, red, and purple. And that's the color system we use out of our retail store being blue is a sativa hybrid, gold is sativa, red is indica, purple is indica hybrid. So each jar, you know, if it's if it's an indica, the jar is going to be red, the, the label. So, mm-hmm. um, so just kind of a quick way to like market some of the, the different varieties that we have as well. Very cool. And the only thing I'm missing, it, I feel like it's missing is terpenes yeah have you guys considered so we do do terpene test on our stuff and i i with the new brand i definitely want to find a way to put that on the jar as well because i think we take a lot of pride in our our flower being super terpy yeah uh, and containing a lot of high potency in terpenes so we do do terpene tests and the qr code is usually stuck to the bottom when we oh, buy it so at the store can, like, so you can see all of the tests that on it. potency yep cool um so you are able to access those through the lab and the the lab results. Um, but I do want to find a way to get, you know, be able to push that onto the jar itself and kind of. Get I just feel like that's where the industry is going. Mm-hmm. It is, and I'm I'm thankful to be honest with you. I yeah. I'm not on the hype train of oh this let's get the highest testing flower potency. Mm-hmm. I personally think I can smoke something a uh, flower in flower form that is test at 36% but doesn't contain a lot isn't rich in terpenes doesn't you know have all of those like 3 to 5% potency in terpenes mm-hmm. um where i can smoke something that next to it that's 20% but is super robust with its terpene profile right. and i think that i'll just get just as a strong effect off that right um i think they're the p- pilots of the plane so. yes totally yeah i really am just like pushing that education always and i always have this um I was just talking about it on the last one too. I love this little guide. Oh yeah, I used from to from Goldleaf. Nice. Yeah, I used to have something like this too. I had it somewhere in my little my 
portfolio of things from all the years. I took a class way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, we has, all like, did. All the benefits mm-hmm. of like each terpene. And so I literally like brought it into a dispensary one time and I was like, I'm need dabs with this. Yeah. These this two like highest ones. And it's so important. Yeah. And uh, especially for like linalool for like sleep. Yeah. Especially. And mirror seeing for like the kind of the relax and the heavier feeling stuff. Um, yeah. And then limonene for Daytime. wanting to get up. Yeah. And alpha pinene. Um, we love that <laughs> stuff. Being outside on that, that's the one. That, yes. That's the ones you want. So I just wish I had it like had it like right here. Definitely. Under it, you know, like top two. The, yeah. What this contains the most of. Yeah. Definitely. I, Just spitballing. I, I love advice. I love constructive. <laughs> I love constructive. That's criticism literally the form. only thing that's missing. Well, it's beautiful. I can't wait to get the parallax stuff in Besides your hands then that. too. Yeah, then we'll definitely have some of that. And um, I kind of have this funny theory. I don't know. I could get some pushback on saying this, but I think in like the next five years, sativa and indica, those. That, like that verbiage to describe cannabis might start to disappear because I, I think hope it should be so. this is myrcene dominant or get this it is, gone. Yeah, let's 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 describe these by terpenes because I I might smoke a something that's classified as sativa, but depending on my mindset and where I am mentally, like if I'm I'm not wanting to be upbeat, I've had the opposite effect happen to me based on just where I'm at if I'm tired. You know, where you might smoke that same sitting in the same sitting and have this huge rush of energy. Right. No, I totally agree. I think intention also goes mm -hmm. like so far with consuming like a lot of any type of plant medicine. Yeah. But for like really cannabis and mushrooms, like like you're saying, even if it's like a sativa dominant, like if I'm really like I'm tired, I want to go to sleep, but I still need cannabis, and all I have is this sativa. Like I'm gonna force, like I'm gonna force my body to use it, like to yeah. help me go to sleep. In my opinion, I yep. don't know if that's like scientifically backed or anything. Well, it, it's just we, everything works different for we're each individual. So it's you know, it's, yeah, it's hard to just put a stamp on it and say like this is what's gonna do to you. Totally, um, I think the terpenes, like we we're just saying, and. Are the true stamp and yeah, and and kind of marketing and getting you know. What, what would you, you guess the main terpenes are for Cheetos? The Cheetah Pit, and it's I like that you have the lineage that that it's a like yeah, the what cross the cross is it. the Cheetah Pit. Um, I would say definitely like this uh, geranial, and there's definitely a little bit of the citrusy in there. So yeah, I think some of that alpha pinene, but there's also uh, this is definitely it goes to that hybrid conversation. Totally, there's definitely some myrcene in there too, where you definitely I. I personally get the heaviness as well, but yeah, I get some of those qualities. I definitely of, I feel some like heaviness behind my yeah. eyes. <laughs> but you, but you can kind. Of, uh, but it's still like whatever the ones kind it's of the very hybrid too. Yeah, yeah, because it kind of makes me feel. I mean, I just smoked it on Thursday, and I'm I'm all like this joint up too. Because I, I don't want to make you. It, you don't need no, to let's smoke. Do this. Okay. I'm, I love smoking. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love smoking weed. Oh, um, you're so funny. But it definitely makes me goof like feel goofy on Thursday when we. That we that's the one we capped off with. And like I was saying some stuff that was kind of it was just flowing out of my mouth. And it's just like, <laughs> what am I even saying here? Um, so, I love that. So yeah, I definitely love the terpenes. I stand behind you 100 percent and saying that that should be on the jar as well. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's such as a well big as part. you know, cannabinoids too. Yep. I think the same thing applies. Like the more like entourage effect you can achieve with like the most like terpenes and cannabinoids you can have like not 
isolating anything. You yeah. know, I feel like we're finally like everyone's realizing, okay, like we shouldn't really just like isolate one. Like right. we should use it all. We should use it all together. All has, <laughs> they have the synergistic qualities when they're combined with each other. Yeah. I'm, I'm a true believer in that. And yes. Um that's something that we're trying to achieve in our in our uh, breeding program too is to breed with intent to um, kind of bring these other cannabinoids out like CBG and CBC, CBN, um, THCB because I think there's a lot of medical benefits that we just don't know that are they're huge for people out there. Um, THCB yeah. being one for like diabetes and um kind of obesity and these types of things that people are struggling with yes um, so. oh and i just heard thcv is apparently like amazing for parkinson's they've yep. recently discovered which hits home for me my dad actually has had parkinson's for 11 years oh so i'm God. always giving him new stuff and it's, it's wow. just it's, it's <clears throat> i'm so really, sorry to hear that but i'm happy that you're giving him cannabis i mean it, it, he's he's such a fighter and he he's so positive about it you know he knows that he think his perspective is it could be much worse and i'm i can live with this i just have to find a way to like mm-hmm. you know connect my mind and my body and do what i you know whether it's from diet working out and so he's doing great and i'm always pushing on him hey yeah, try this has try he this. seen uh, like any benefits from cannabis he loves like um what's the company not Mary's. There's, there's a couple of different Mary Jane's creams. medicinals. Um, what is the Escape Artist cream? Oh yes, Those, wait. My parents love the Escape yes, Artist. He loves the Escape creams. Artist cream. So yes, yeah, because they're all like one to one too. Yep. So he uses those. Um, That's he, so funny. My parents them. loves those too. Because my mom, I told you, she's a runner. Yeah. So she like her Achilles and like or what really bother her. So she will literally put it on like multiple times a week and says it saves her. And then yeah. she puts it on my dad's like back. That's and what my mom does. Knees. My dad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and it's funny. I remember when I first called them up in 2012 and told them I was working for a weed shop. And my there, what what do you t- what do you mean? And they came out and what do you mean? Yeah, coming from Iowa, they're like, this is illegal. You can't be doing this. Wait, but isn't Iowa pretty liberal? Compared to like, kind of. I mean, they have a medical program, but it can't be over two or one point eight percent THC. Yeah, tell me, try to grow that weed. What? That's tough. Imagine, yeah. Iowa, so, what? Yeah, it's it's more. It's definitely more uh, right right side oh. than is left. And oh, okay, um, but what? Yeah, what they say. Sorry, they, they just they didn't believe it. They didn't really know what it meant. And when they came, they come out every year That's to visit. So cute. And my dad has a business, so he understands business a little bit. And so when he got the tour, the official tour, he was like, wow, this is a real business. You know, he really saw it for what it is and understood. Did it just open his eyes to it? Yeah, a little bit. Not to the point where I had him rolling joints and stuff yet. <laughs> I still don't have him there. But uh, my mom my mom likes to have fun. She loves edibles with her girlfriends and stuff. So, oh, good. Yeah. Uh, um, but my dad is a little it's, bit – it's yeah. been a little tougher to get. But, I, you know, I give him the oil. I give him the – edibles that are like two to one four to one and he he does partake in those um for his parkinson's and i see and hear the the effect the beneficial effects that he gets from it so it's Good. it's definitely moment, oh, momentum for me that makes me to so, continue to work yeah. towards um the all the medical side and um definitely the good stuff that you get from that yeah totally so with the new brand you're developing is it still only going to be flour or like do you guys do any rosin? I'm such a big rosin so, gal. We're actually looking into um, doing, because our facility it has a MIP attached to it as well, so we're looking into doing half gram 
um, live resin, live rosin carts. Nice. And a disposable pen. They're super popular yep. right now. So we're, we're currently looking at all the logistics of doing that. Um, we're going through starting to organize our strain list and starting to do quick washes on them to see what, you know, because it's all about yield when it comes to rosin to yeah. really, and for terpenes. And, and like some strains are like way better yeah. than so we're, others. We're finding those and we, we did a lot of work. Well, we still do it with Dialed In because they actually operated out of our building. Dialed oh, yeah. In gummies. They're great. I still got to get him on. Love those guys. Jason's the man. Shout <laughs> yes. out Dialed In. Tucker Jason Maingold, we're coming they're, for you. They're they're a great, uh, great crew of people. Um, they're I mean, they're blowing up, and I'm so proud of them. They just moved out of our facility because they're expanding so much into their wow, own building. Wow, good for them. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's cool, and I definitely – we love working with them. And so we've actually gotten some feedback from selling our trim to them and how it washed through through their staff. So we're kind of working side and side on just putting those pieces together. And hopefully we'll have uh, some half-gram carts out there this summer. That's I can't plan. wait to try one. That's the plan. So, yeah. Woo! Yeah, I, I love rosin, awesome. too. I stand by it. I just don't. It's I, not for everyone. Yeah. Like, it is very, like, very high potency. Mm-hmm. Yep. Usually, like, yeah, 60, 70%. Yeah. But with, like, other cannabinoids, too. So it can knock you. Oh, it's strong. <laughs> I went through my dab phase back in the day. Yeah, so. I just love it. Yeah, I was like, I have my Puffco here. Yeah, those here. things are awesome. We sell a lot of those out of our store. With some rosin. Here, what do you think of this? Rosin. Oh, Dab Logic. I love Dab Logic too. That's mm, that's yeah. great pie. One of like that's one of my favorite strains. Yeah, I love fruity. I'm such a fruity gal. Hmm. Yeah, we used to work with Dab Logic. One of my buddies used to help them. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, he used to be one of like the operating so guys. So yummy. Yeah, those guys are super talented. Love that. That smells great. That's, I used to right? have a great bike Isn't it great, cut, and I great pie? smells just like that. Yeah. That looks nice. Good color to it. That's um, Sunshine. Sunshine. I haven't heard of them. They like kind of rebranded. I think like Veritas owns them. Okay. Maybe. I'm not sure on that. I think it used to be called Sunshine Extracts and now it's just Sunshine. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Apparently it wasn't very good and it's better now. We've been doing some more. We sell some for our Frozen to AO Extracts. Um, I don't think I've had that yeah, one. Yeah, they do live. They do live resin, live rosin carts, um, and and they sell a lot through our store. Basically, we pro- they process oh, cool. a lot of our flour, so they sell a lot of uh, single grams and carts through our store. Nice, pretty good stuff. Um, but yeah, primarily flour. I think just we're, we're trying to be the staple in that. We're passionate about quality flour. Um, I think that's good. Like, have a niche, stick to it. I think when people try to do too much, is like. When they lose their bag, it's like, yeah. Hold on, you can't do everything. Like, <laughs> well, you eventually kind of lose touch of what your what your emission was in the beginning, and yeah, uh, I think high country healing for anyone who's shopped back in the day and up till today in the mountains, um, we always try to take pride in having some of the better flour on the market. So we put a lot of energy into it. Um, it's it started as a really boutique, good quality, boutique like, grow, and so. Um, and there's, and I love seeing the quality of flour in the state. There's been a lot of other cultivators and companies who have really put that same mission behind their brand. And there's, I love to see a lot of good flour making its way out of the market. So nice. Yeah. It, yeah it's good to have like good competition. I feel like, cause it just continues to make everyone. Yeah. It just kind better. of continues to feed each other. And that's something that I think, uh, I'm definitely going to, I'm trying to work on, um, now that I'm starting to feel more like this grow facility, it's been just over two years. 
it's always working to improve, but um, with my team, I want to get a little more involved in getting out there and talking to these other companies and finding collab cool collaborations, whether it's with genetics and doing genetic swaps and trying to bring growers together. Yeah. Um, I think that there's not enough of that. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's kind of cutthroat. <laughs> it, 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 is it, it not? It is. Um, <laughs> it's, it's gotten much better in the last three to five years with people like sharing I'm, information, which I think is social vital. media. It's like, yeah, see, and I don't do a lot of social media. It's kind of so. crazy. Yeah. I, <laughs> I stay off the social media. I mean, no social needs for Austin. It's just, it takes it takes me down. I just don't need to. That's good. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good so for you. I think uh, if I wasn't making money from it, I wouldn't. No, I, I, it, and that's great. I love. I wish I could make money off of it. That'd be amazing. If that was the case, I think I think social media is great for so many ways, for so many things, I, and when used appropriately. And I also think it has its downfall with negativity and, totally. like you said, cutthroat. And I would like to just get out and, you know, face-to-face conversations and, like, kind of really push for the community so that we can all become better as one and collaborate and yes, share information. A lot I of agree. growers do not like to share Sharing is information. Caring. And I think that's bottlenecked and kind of held back um, the community for quite yeah. some time. It's gotten a lot better, I will say, over the last three to five years. I feel like it's, like, information only comes out when, like, someone, like, leaves a place really, like, mm-hmm. begrudgingly, mm-hmm. you know? And then it's, like... Someone has something bad to say about them. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, are you just mad? Or like, what's actually, is all of this true? Mm-hmm. Or are you just really mad? Like, <laughs> yeah, I like to, um, I like to just stay quiet and I love advice. I love giving product to friends and friends of friends mm-hmm. getting in their hands. Just, and I want to hear the feedback. Yeah. I want to, if, if you found a seed in it, if it was harsh on your throat, if you, if, if it didn't do what you intended it, um, I need that feedback as a cultivator because I just, that's, it, it's, that's my laboratory, you know. Yeah. So. Do you have a place on your website where people can submit like feedback? Uh, we do. I mean, we we have we, a lot of Google reviews. We ask okay. that kind of leads you through the, that platform. Um, and then our goal is with Parallax as well to kind of start a whole new website off because it's kind of you know two different businesses. You have the, our retail store, which a lot of our flower goes through, but we still do buy some wholesale from other growers um, and uh, all those other products. So I want to. My intention is to start a new website with basically that'll kind of go into I want to create a blog off that as well. Nice. Yeah. So very cool. Um, so I'm excited about kind of just like I was telling you earlier, getting creative in different yeah, ways. Yeah, it's like a whole new baby too, like yeah. new project. I'm, I'm, it's always I'm, exciting. Joe and I are stoked. Um, we're looking forward to it for sure. So nice. I yeah. can't wait to try some too when it's all Yeah, I'll be sure to get you running. swagged out. Yeah. Swagged out. Some new genetics. <laughs> we have some new genetics. Wait, that I was are coming gonna down. ask, what is this on your shirt? Is that anything you this is just uh do? a streetwear company out of Japan that I'm a oh. big support of. I love their clothing. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. This has nothing to do with weed, but uh. I, I, but <laughs> when you see Parallax t-shirts, they will be inspired by some of this culture. Yes. Because it's like, That's awesome. It's, it's the culture that Joe and I surround ourselves with is, cool. you know, we're both, we both do like streetwear fashion and, you know, music and yeah. art and creative. And so um, just the whole creative re- world uh, yeah. being, you know, he likes producing music. Um, two of our Two of my lead uh, growers actually are two twin brothers. Um, shout out MZG boys. They're uh, <laughs> uh, they're pretty two two uh, pretty good uh, DJs. They're they're kind of they bop around, and play different music festivals. Oh, so that's so cool. Yeah, so it's cool. I mean, we're kind of 
pushed into the community, that community through them as well. Um, that's really awesome. So love the electronic, all, all genres of music, but they're in electronic music. Love that. Um, love that culture. I don't know if you've ever been to a music festival, but they, they're a good time. Yeah. Good time. So, so yeah. <laughs> I'll have to check them out. I have not, not heard of them yeah. before. Yeah. But. They're, they're up and coming. They're up and coming. They're doing, nice. they're doing great. So it's that's cool so to have cool. them have that mesh when within our facility. And, and our I operation. assume you play like music to your plants. Oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you, did you, do you see it? We, uh, I heard some I think, of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I have a, uh, that was like one of the first things I did when we got this new girl. Cause we always Aww. had speakers playing. Yeah. Um, I remember when I first started growing, this is funny to think about, uh, I would, when I started going to these small grow rooms, there was an iPod and a speaker in every room, and each one had to have its iPod because you couldn't yeah. link everything back then to one <laughs> Sonos system. So it's pretty, it's it's funny now that I'm stoned and thinking back, like oh, I remember we had like eight different iPods running around. Room two iPod, exactly. Or iPod. Room three iPod, and they're all different. And the master grower who taught me, my mentor, he had some of the like old school just reggae plat like the yes. best reggae um so i play a lot of reggae uh, classical music we have sono speakers in every room nice so in you've the, upgraded yeah we've upgraded since. these days that was the first thing i did when i when we got this facility <laughs> oh, i was like good gotta job. buy nine speakers good job um yeah music so just we've tried to vertically integrate the music as, aspect to everything about I our business that. that's so good yeah um well there is like a couple questions i ask people that haven't been on the podcast before. Okay. Um I guess okay, the first one is <laughs> I'm trying to remember. We've kind of already touched on it a little bit, but like what do you see as the future to legalization for cannabis like in the US? Um I think it's funny if you've been in the in the, um, the business for a while, you you can relate. It's always like, oh, it could be in the next eighteen months, or it's you know, yeah. it's decriminalized throughout <laughs> on a federal level. Um, unfortunately, I still think we're a, at least two to five years from it being fully decriminalized and legal on a federal level. Um, but it, you know, with that being said, the attention could shift quick within our political system. Like they, it, it's on yeah. there, it's back here. But yeah. they've never just put it down and like move forward with it, you know. Totally. Uh, but there's there's been there's a couple senators out there who are writing like federal tax plans for when they do legalize it, how it's going to be taxed on a federal level, which is very important to where it's going to be produced and how the state is going to mesh with that mm-hmm. proposal. Um, but I think I think we're still a ways out, unfortunately. I mean, but on yeah. a state level, I know like Minnesota. Uh, there's some states coming on board pretty soon, and I'm mm-hmm. excited about those. Those are Midwest. I would love to get back to the Midwest and maybe do some consulting or find a way to just kind of like learn from one another and these newer states. Um, I think we just have to work on it at a state level. And the more that these the our politicians hear it in the background, they're going to just finally start to become more and more aware of the fact that it is good. And that we're doing a good job of slowly rolling out individually. And so they can have faith. If we can do it individually, we can do it as a team and as a country. So Mm -hmm. I, but I still think it's a two to five year window. I wish I could say, but but like I said, in the beginning of the question, We've been saying, oh, next year or 18 I feel like I've for... been saying two to four years for the last, like, four years. Exactly. <laughs> so the optimism is still there, but the, that, you know, the realistic It just part keeps it. getting pushed and mm-hmm. pushed and pushed. Yeah. So, but no, hopefully I soon totally... enough. Soon enough. I hear you. 
Um, and then the second question is, um, if you could smoke, obviously, some of your own mm-hmm. weed <laughs> with anyone alive or dead, or it could be a fictional character, but it can't be family, mm-hmm. who would it be and why? <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough question. <laughs> it can be a couple people, too. Yeah. If you can't, I, like... One is definitely, like, Seth Rogen. Good one. I think he would be fun. Great just, one. Just uh Oh, yeah. I would obviously around. love to have him on here when that would be like a dream. Yeah. Come um, true. Rick, Rick Rubin is one. Like, I don't know, the big music producer. Oh, I don't I'm sorry. Big, I don't know. Big music is. producer. Look oh. him up. Um, he's just really creative and he's kind of like this. He has like this Buddhist kind of aura. Or, or, like, he's oh, just very I think calm. Buddhism is very. So, intriguing. someone like that. And then I think uh, if I had a, to pick a third, it would be. It would probably be a comedian, like I don't know, like uh, Kevin Hart or what? Yeah, yeah or just Dave like Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, you know, a good I comedian would Chappelle. be great. Um, so I think that would be funny, just so so I can hit all three dynamics, like nice. of like the creative Hollywood actor, and then the spiritual, uh, the spiritual one, and then the one that we just laugh. Yeah, which I think there's a, and all of those there's laughter, but there's one, ex, you know, there's. I like that. So yeah, that's definitely my list. There's probably so that's many other people one. too. Oh, I know. Did yeah. you see Snoop Dogg made an announcement that he's gonna stop smoking weed? No, that was April Fool's joke. Oh, was it? I thought that was an <laughs> April Fool's joke. I don't know. Look up. <laughs> I don't get. I did scroll the gram yesterday, and I saw this thing. But I'm pretty sure that was an April Fool's joke. They got you. (laughs) Oh, that's good. They got you. They got you. April (laughs) Fools. See, you got me high too. My eyes. Yay! I I think our eyes are both pretty red. Oh, I love it. That's a good. Um, sweet. Well, fuck. I just remembered one question I wanted to ask you, Mm -hmm. and when I toured your grow, then we'll be finished. Um. How are you like doing in the current state of like the cannabis market in Colorado? Because it's kind of gone down a little yeah. bit, and there's a lot of consolidation happening. Mm-hmm. How are you guys like staying afloat, making so, it work? It's, I mean, it's been tough. Like the first year that we took this took this facility over, it was great. The market was, as, I think, it's at its highest since the early days. Um, we were selling, you know, our margins were up. Our, our price per pound on a wholesale trend was that very sufficient. Um, and it's crashed. I mean, I think the average, the Department of Revenue said like $650 was the average price per wholesale top shelf pound in January of this year, what? which is crazy. Um, <laughs> we've been doing well, though. And I think, you know, my partner who do, who leads the sales, our team, our mission is quality. And, that's you know, good. to be honest with you, that's, that's what we kind of have to hold true to our quality and how much we can start selling pounds for because that is certain just getting our name out there. I'd like to think we're kind of a little bit of a, a secret. We kind of slide behind the cracks. We're not, you know, cherry snacks land, all these bigger producers, Veritas. We've worked with Veritas before in the past. Um, and so some collaboration, but we we're also just kind of a quiet, kind of the quiet guy in the corner. I kind of like to keep it like that. I'm not <laughs> trying to be loud and out there, but I do want to get in the community. Um, so I, I think just maintaining that quality is, is on, just on our mind always, keeping our facility clean and trying to always become Smart. better and better. Uh, but it's it's been tough. And, you know, like the, the, the average lease rate for a grow facility is usually pretty higher. So we have to pay a premium because we're, can, we're in the cannabis industry. Oh. So, you know. It's discrimination. It, so, we you know, we've been going back and forth and there's a lot of empty grow sitting on the market right now and just yeah. looking at different routes that – 
you know, but we just, we just grind it out and focus on quality and we have some good, good partners that we work with that are able to help get our quality to the, into the right hands of people. Um, so that's, that's pretty much that. And this focus on the breeding company and kind of nice. just get more creative. Uh, but like you said, it's funny how everything else has got more expensive in, in our, in our current state of the economy, um, where yeah. can't, and like cannabis is the op is dealing with the opposite, right? It's but, all, but all of our inputs, <laughs> like our electrical, everything that it takes, we have to input into making cannabis, creating cannabis, growing cannabis has gotten more expensive, but cannabis is dropping. Yeah, going and up. that goes back to the federal thing. There's no fed, there's no standard of like what oil should, you know, these federal standards that they have yeah. on certain consumer goods. Um, and resources and medicine, like cannabis isn't on that. So it's at the mercy to the people and the yeah. market. And there's a lot of co consolidation out there. I personally would love to, and within that blog post to just try to bring um, the companies and the people out there who are standing behind the quality, bring them more to get closer together. And honestly, I hate to say it, but try to wash out some of the stuff, people that aren't standing behind quality. Yes, agreed. And <laughs> it make, needs to happen. And, yeah, and make room for their, uh, you know, people who are saying that's their mission is quality and doing research into terpenes and how they affect different cannabinoids and, yeah. you know, coming the up medical with medical benefits you know, and not just growing 700 pounds in a room and, and machine trimming it and pushing it out and trying Literally. to sell it at the lowest price because that's what you need to do. Yeah. You know, like if it, like I said, back to the quality control thing, if it doesn't live up to our standard, we're not going to sell it. Yeah. So I respect that. So, yeah, I think. You know, we're hanging on. Uh, that's what I could say. Like, we're hanging that's on. Awesome. I, it, I love to see it. <laughs> and the market's been starting to come back a little bit, to be I honest. I feel like, with yeah, you. with the spring, mm -hmm. it's kind of in um, summer. I feel like it's. My partner was, he was alluding to the fact 420 is always a pretty big pivotal mo moment in the yes. market. Yes. Uh, all your retail stores typically buy up to get ready so for it. So true. And depending on how fast they sell out and come back, buy again, is usually a good point on where the summer is yes. going to go in the market. That's so great advice. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how the market goes after 420. Um, and but I, 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 I'm optimistic. I think it's headed in the good direction. Like I said, there's a lot of people out there putting out better flour, and I'm excited to see that. And competition or not, we just need more quality and kind of to wash out the bad. I couldn't agree more. So yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> awesome. we're gonna keep doing it. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming no, thanks, on. Thanks for Austin. having me. This was this was great. I got a little, little smoke session on Yay! a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> love it. Love yeah. It. Where this can people awesome. find you um, or the brands? Um, so you could find us on Instagram online at highcountryhealing.com and highcountryhealinghq underscore um, is, our, is our main Instagram page. Like I said, we do have a, a Instagram for our Vail store. You could be able to find that through there as well um, and Alma. And yeah, keep an eye out for Parallax, Parallax Farms. We're, we'll be starting up an Instagram and a website here in the next quarter or so. And we're excited to get it out there and try to get involved Yay. in the community a little more. So Yay. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's been great. It's my Yay. first podcast. Yay. Oh my it. gosh. We popped your you cherry. Popped my cherry. I'm ready to, do, <laughs> ready to do some more. I love talking. Yay. So. Oh my gosh. I love it. I hope it was fun. And yeah. Easy. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Yay. Thanks for coming thanks on. For me. Um, and thanks for listening and stay high. Stay high. Not too high. Yes. <laughs>